Welcome to Parkrun Adventurers Podcast, Episode 333. I'm Simon Mackley and I'm coming to you from Kwandamooka Country. And my name is Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri Country. And it's 333, Simon. It's a Nelson and welcome. It is a Nelson. Yes. Thank you for having me back. It's uh, good to be here. Are you very welcome for our special triple three? Three's a lucky number two. It is. I'm supposed to be paying attention for my numerology of repeated numbers, so I'll have to run back in after the recording and see what three threes mean. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't just say nine, but nine's lucky too, so that's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> How goes things in Kwandamooka country? Kwandamooka country has been very cold today, unseasonably cold. So, uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't feel like Queensland. It feels more like my old stomping ground of Sydney. But um, other than that, it's it's going well. How about you? Wurundjeri country is also cold <laughs> and a tad rainy, but um, we need the rain. That's okay. It means I didn't have to water the garden when I got home. So not complaining. Home from your big adventure. Yes. But tell me about your parkrun day and uh, what you got up to on Saturday. My parkrun day did not eventuate, unfortunately. So I had planned to go to Madhurabha for 444 because I knew this was going to be episode 333. Uh, but, yeah, that didn't happen. I amended it to uh, to go to Scribbly Gum instead and meet up with some friends. That happened on Friday when they reached out to me. And then we had a little medical emergency here at home and uh, I didn't get to parkrun. So oh, you didn't get it all. Oh, no. I didn't get to parkrun at all, yes. That's okay, but is the medical emergency sorted? The medical emergency is is in hand. It's um, Yes, it's much better than it was on Friday night, that's for sure. Okay. Tell us about your adventures. Okay, well, this weekend I was adventuring into state again to catch up with friends Chris and Kerry Fraser in Wollongong. Lucky for me, I swapped the rain in Victoria for sunny blue skies in the Harbour State. So I did actually see that WA was also a little bit chilly, so it seems like it was the place to be. Chris was kind enough to pick me up from the airport Friday and take me on a spectacular clifftop walk from Bundina to Marleyhead, which had fabulous views of the coastline, including Wedding Cake Rock. After that, we also stopped to admire the view from Bald Hill Lookout, one of Illawarra's most well-known lookouts, as well as being internationally known as a major hang gliding point. Incidentally, it was on the beach below Bald Hill that Lawrence Hargrave, an Australian pioneer of flight, made a successful flight on the 12th of November 1894. Bald Hill overlooks the iconic Seacliff Bridge, which extends along the Grand Pacific Drive, a 140-kilometre award-winning coastal drive. Mm, must rival our uh, Great Ocean Road down here. Yeah. Mm. Um, beginning a 45 minutes south of Sydney International Airport in the Royal National Park. We were also lucky enough to view the full moon from the lookout, which was apparently a flower moon, but I don't know enough about lunar phases to comment any more on that. But I was in town for parkrun, and parkrun we did, with Kerry also joining us for the 8am start at Sandon Point. 206 finishes, completed event 461, making Sandon Point easily within the first 50 events launched in Australia. To my surprise, as well as the adventurers I was expecting, I was privileged to meet Darwin, the parakeet, with the lovely Karen backing up last week's visit with Ralph and Kaylee too. 
we were also joined by Sam and Luke, Michael Gentle, and the lovely and very cheeky newest RD at Schlaber, Beck Bailey, who came across for brunch after she wrapped up at the farm. I had to fly home Saturday evening, but not before a walk along the Sea Cliff Bridge and a Frito at Cronulla to finish off an epic, albeit exhausting, visit to the gong. Fantastic. While you were talking, I looked up what a flower moon was. Oh, good for you. And? So it's nowhere near as interesting as it sounds. Oh. <laughs> it just means that it's a full moon in May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So my friends who are interested in such things did point out that it was going to be one of the biggest new moons or full moons or it was something special about it that I had to check. So I did get a very good view from Bald Hill of the lovely full moon. There you go. Hmm. Nice. Uh, but what else was happening around the traps apart from my very busy trip to the gong? Now, I'm sure you know most of those places that I mentioned. I know quite a few of them. I've heard them by other names though. So, Oh, really? When you're talking about yeah, the hang gliding, I I don't know why I know it as something else. Stanwell Tops, unless I'm in the wrong area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Stanwell is the area where Bald Hill is, isn't it? Probably. That's why I'm saying, I yeah, I think I know it as Stanwell Tops and not Bald Hill, but ah, okay. it makes more sense that it actually has a name. There was definitely hang gliders taking off. We stood and watched them. It's also very interesting. Pretty spectacular with those cliffs, that's for sure. But there was other things going on on Saturday. Simon, crowns and tiaras? Crowns and tiaras are plenty, or is it a swather? Well, I've got it on good authority that the office lady loves the new word and has given her blessing for us to induct it into Adventurer Lexicon. Wow, that is amazing because it was certainly a slip of the tongue by Mr. Oliver Spake last week. Yeah, so... <laughs> Crowns and tiaras are plenty because of the whole coronation of the new king, King Charles III. So there was, yeah, lots of photos of people in gowns and tiaras and and crowns and things like that. But along with that, we had two Australian events. Numbers 26 and 27 celebrate their 10th anniversary, and I've been to both. So Cleveland in Queensland, which is just up the road from me, celebrated 10. And so did Curl Curl, which is one that was very close to me. And I was actually at their inaugural 10 years ago. And I looked after it when I was ambassador in Sydney. So congratulations to both of those. I've been to Curl Curl. You have been to Curl Curl. It's a lovely flat park run. Actually, Cleveland is not that hilly itself, but um, yeah, very nice along the water on Morton Bay. Hmm. And then what have we got? Event 302 celebrated their fifth birthday, which was Nalkaba in um, the Hunter Valley. So it notched up their wooden anniversary. And Elliot Heads Beach celebrated their very first year of park running. So that's event number 443. So in that five-year period, there's yeah, quite a number of events launched, but then in that next four, there's not that many more obviously because of COVID. So are they all in either Queensland or New South Wales? They are, yes. Oh, well done, Simon, bringing us the news from north. Excellent. Um, and then, yeah, across the grounds, we we had 450 events with 53,415 participants, and that includes volunteers, and a whopping 
almost two and a half thousand first timers. So, yeah, still a lot of first timers out there. That is uh, a very healthy number. Hopefully, some of those people enjoying some of the festivities that came with the uh, coronation and all the fun and games. Good one to start. Hmm. But some other people that have been out and about having parties, Simon, are our intrepid Channel 5 news crew who we're still catching up on. We're nearly caught up. But this week we've got three more for your listening pleasure. So let's have a listen. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall here and I'm going to do just a quick roving report light. I'm coming to you today from Narracourt Lake Parkrun on the lands of the Bowendick people and I've, I just had a quick chat to Marion on the finish line and she started to tell me her parkrun story. So I thought I'm going to just capture this. Marion, thank you for today. What a wonderful event you have here. Thank you, Lyndell. We are really fortunate. We think it's a great park run. It's nature at its best and it's early morning. What more could we want? Not much more. It's really nice. I really enjoyed this course. Out and back, a couple of hills, all on trails, beautiful trees. I even saw a wallaby or kangaroo, so there's nature here as well. Anyway, Marion, over to you. Tell me your parkrun story. My story, (laughs) when I went to Warrnambool a couple of weeks ago, got out of bed, thought, yep, I can do it, I can do it. So away I went. There was 106 people at Warrnambool, and I thought, oh, I don't know anybody. Anyway, lined up next to a lady who had said to her husband, don't go home without me, you know I'm slow. And I thought, yep, that's me. (laughs) So lined up and we ran a couple of hundred metres and then I looked at her and I said, you seem familiar. And she said, yes, we just moved from Hamilton to Warrnambool and the penny dropped. Seven years ago, I ran with Jane. My daughter was nine months pregnant and we were trying to make her have a baby. And Jane, we got halfway around the lake and I said to Jane, I'm going to walk. She said, no, you're not. You're going to run all the way. And I went, okay. So I ran all the way and I said, Jane, it's still my PB. And she said, it's still mine too. But after seven years and I was with Chelsea when she had Max and to meet Jane, you just feel like you're welcomed and the family involved us. They looked after my very pregnant daughter and she had a baby on Monday and I ran with Jane and seven years later I found her again. Isn't that incredible? So you went to Hamilton, you thought, I'll drag my nine-month pregnant daughter out of bed to get this underway. She was trying to have a baby. Yes, she was trying to have a baby. And, you know, the people of Hamilton were wonderful, but her, her husband was in hospital. So we we just um, did park run and Jane sort of took me under her wing because I was the anxious granny-to-be. And she got you... Her, she got you your PB, you got her her PB. And five years, no, seven years later, we're five minutes slower, but we did a lot of talking. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Park Run's for. It Walking, is. running, talking, yes. volunteering, just being part of a family. That's right. We, we had a wonderful time and it was great to catch up. And we've swapped numbers and if I go back to Warrnambool again, yeah. we'll catch up. So, yeah, life's good. Life is great. Thank you, Marion, for sharing that story. Thank you and the team here at Narracourt Lake for everything that you're doing for this community here as well. Wonderful. We, it's why we get out of bed. Sometimes it's hard, but other times you just think, no, it's great. Yeah. It's why we do it. Thanks, It's a beautiful Mindil. day today. Okay, thank <laughs> Thanks. you. Kia Koto. It's Alison here reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. And today I'm at Park Run on a Monday. 
I've been to Eckersberg Sletter Park Run, I think it's pronounced in Oslo, and I've actually found a Viking known as Fluffy the Destroyer. So welcome to the show, Fluffy. Thank you very much. <laughs> Should we tell everyone your real name? Yeah, yeah, I'm Nigel Dawson um, from uh, Neckarufa, uh, Esslingen Park Run in Germany. And what brought you to Norway? Well, we, we, we have a lot of a lot of friends in Parkrun around the world, people who visited our Parkrun because I'm the event director there. I don't get around a, a lot doing a lot of different Parkruns because being an event director, I'm kind of stuck. But when there's things like the double, it's a chance for us to get away. And of course, Norway this week, it's a double, Saturday and a Monday Parkrun. And why did you dress up today as a Viking, Fluffy? Um, I guess the answer to that is why not? Um, I'm in Norway, and uh, as most of the people who know me know, I have a lot of costumes. So I almost, I would say 90% of the park runs I do, I'm wearing some type of relevant costume. <laughs> and I, did it make you go faster today? I wouldn't say it made me go faster. It kept me warm in the snow. I can't, I can't believe we were park running in May in the snow. But I know everybody was quite cold, but with a big beard and a, and, and a lot of hair and a helmet on, I was pretty warm. Mm. So it kept me warm, but it didn't particularly make me go any faster. Can you remember the course enough to describe it to listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's a pretty wide open space. Um, uh, a lot of mud today, um, a bit of grass um, wet grass, actually big puddles, um, and some, some paths. It's two lap course, um, on the top of actually Eggersberg Hill here in Oslo in Norway. So when it's not snowing, uh, apparently the views are very good over Oslo, but it's, we've had some incredible snow this morning. So it was pretty <laughs> epic. It was pretty wet. Yeah. Yeah. I was not, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I think it gave us like the, the real Norway experience though, to have snow. Absolutely. I mean, I've been here all weekend. We, we park around on uh, Nansen Park uh, in Oslo on Saturday and it was bright sunshine, a little bit cold, but bright sunshine. And then today we have, I mean, at one point, really thick snow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the course is very nice. The, uh, the run director did a brilliant briefing, all in English. Um, and I know what she's like because I have to do my briefings in German, of course. So doing it in a second language is, is never easy. And she uh, she did a great job. And I think the team were fantastic. Yeah. And a national record? National today? record. Yeah, I just got the results through on my phone. And we have 190 runners at Eckersburg Letter. So not just a course record for Eckersburg Letter, but actually a course record for the whole of Norway. So yeah. they've never had as big a park run in their history, which is great. And also, can you let us know where in Germany your park run is? So if we were traveling over from Australia, New Zealand, what airport should we be aiming for? <clears throat> well, um, the nearest airport to us is Stuttgart Airport. We're in South Baden-Württemberg state. Um, uh, so it's Stuttgart, but you can also fly to Munich and Frankfurt, and it's about two hours from those two and there's good good train um, connections um, and we are south of Stuttgart Esslingen is a medieval city um, in the Necker Valley so Necker Ufa park run uh, Necker is the river Ufa means river bank so it's a flat course it's a fast course it's an out and back but we start in the middle 
So we go one way, come past the start again. We turn around, come back. Uh, very fast. Uh, and we're between Stuttgart and the Schwabian Alps. So very picturesque. We have seven of the oldest timber-framed houses in Germany, in, in Esslingen, and uh, a very beautiful medieval town to look around as well. Cool. One final question, Nigel. We like to ask people on the podcast what their top three park run events would be, not including their home park run. So the ones, you mean the ones I've done, of course. The ones you've done. Okay, so as I mentioned, I don't get around so much. I've been park running for 10 years and I'm only at 153. Um, But my volunteer ratio is off the scale, of course. Um, I would say my favourite, number one, has to be Mount Etna park run in Sicily which we went for a weekend and running around a volcano is epic and the views of of Etna are fantastic Uh, and the sea of course. Um, Number two I would say is um, I'm going to say Largs Promenade Park run in Scotland running along the the seafront although I would say we had beautiful weather so that helped I would imagine it would be terrible. And number three I'm going to say, uh, in, in Scandinavia, I would say Amagerstrand Park Run in Copenhagen. Epic park run. And a two-lap course, but the second lap goes the other way than the first lap. So it's really unusual. And uh, the, the crew there are also fantastic. Well, thank you so much. No problem. G'day, it's PK checking in for a roving report. Uh, from South Australia. I have decided to come over with the family to Edithburg. Edithburg is on York Peninsula. It's about two hours 45 up uh, around uh, Port Wakefield, not as the crow flies. Um, if the crow was to fly here, uh, I don't know how long it would take, but it's, it's pretty much straight over from Adelaide. Look on the map, you'll see it. Beautiful part of the world, fantastic. York Peninsula is stunning. Uh, so keep seeing all the signs that say, walk the York. Today I decided to do both walk and jog the York, um, Edithburg, and um, so I'd better get out there and do that and check it out. Let's go and do this awesome park run here at Edithburg. Love it. I'm now out on the amazing course and... uh, Wow, it is beautiful out here. A bit windy. You can probably hear that in the background, but I'm with uh, some regulars here. G'day, Doreen. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are Excellent. you? And Nora, hi. Hi. <laughs> um, uh, cracking pace here, loving it as the park walker. Looking good there, Dor, in the, in the park walker. What, um, what does park run mean to you? I think it's um, introduced more people to park run yes. because a lot of people um, didn't want to uh, get involved in park run because they were run. Yes. runners. And I think park walker is a fantastic um, addition to the, to the, to the uh, occasion. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. How long have you been park running, or have you? How, how long have you been a park runner for? Um, about five years. Fantastic. Yeah. Always here at Edithburg. Yeah, and I've done three. I think one in um, Clare. I've done one in. Um, Seafood Esplanade, and I've done one at Palmerston Northern Territory. Oh, well done, Northern Territory. That sounds amazing. Well, look at this stunning view. I mean, obviously, those listening to the podcast can't see this, but we are on a, a track hugging the ocean, hugging the rugged ocean, and just walking around next to a golf course, just having a stroll. It is pretty special, isn't it? Yes, it is. What a fantastic so part of the world. Thank you so much for everything you do for Parkrun. Yeah, thank you. No, we're loving it. Thank you. Have fun. I'll let you guys go. You're cracking along. Well done. Thanks, Dora. Thanks, Noreen. 
And now I'm with Danielle, who's doing the awesome job of scanning. Uh, how are you going? Good. <laughs> Fantastic parkrun. Uh, how long have you been um, doing parkrun? I think you were telling me before yeah, you started this uh, one. Five years. Yeah. So five years this year. Uh, founding ED. Fantastic. So I think I've done, I just did my 50th event. Wicked. Uh, 50th in five years. And nice. I think I'm at 190-ish nice. volunteers. Nice, nice. Here comes someone. Do better. Oh, we don't want to interrupt doing That's the important okay. job. Thanks, Kerry. Well done, Kerry. How was it for you today, Kerry? A bit slow. That's okay. <laughs> but you're out. You'll lap those on the couch. Yeah, and, and you're rocking the park, mer- park run merch. Look at that hat. Yeah, I know. It's good. Fantastic. Um, beautiful course. Uh, was it always going to be here? Do it like when you went, or did, like, you know, you were like, oh my gosh, we've got a beautiful course list to make a park run here? Well, I had a friend say to me, he was the um, event director, John Lang. He oh, yeah. founded um, Cleland. Yes, beautiful, yes. John. Gosh. And he was over here. He yeah. said to me, Danielle, Edith Lang needs park run. Yeah. And I went, What's park run? Yeah, there you go. Okay. And so I Googled it and yeah, yeah. saw what it was and I went, yes, we need park you run. Do. Here I am. That's all right. Huh. Just got a tape. Oh, you got to wait for mum. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so John and said, then yeah. originally, I th- originally I was running towards Sultana Point. Right. So I thought, I oh, will do that track. But then I looked up all the guidelines and stuff and it's by a road. Yeah. You know, you need course marshals and all that sort of stuff. And then I went, nah, we'll do this way. Awesome. Um, oh, it's perfect and beautiful. I've just yeah. been um, walking slash running, jogging, jigg- jiggity jogging. Here come my, my family. Um, and it's so good because, I mean, the, the views are amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the scrubland. I love the fact that there are all different elements of it. And there you're walking are. past a beautiful golf yeah. course and, and a beautiful way to celebrate the community, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And we get dolphins. We've spotted a couple of sharks. No way. people have. And, Fantastic. Yeah, swans and lots of Thank you so no much. Snakes, so <laughs> no, no snakes today. Hey, thank you so much for everything That's you did right, for Parkrun. Thank you. Thanks, Danielle. Well done. There you go. So that was Danielle. And uh, just one of the awesome volunteers here that make uh, Parkrun happen at uh, Edithburg. Uh, as I can, I can hear my wife saying in the background, one of the most stunning Parkruns that she's done. And I totally agree. Done a few. Um, and totally uh, recommend coming over to Yorks, over to South Australia if you're from interstate, if you're ever here. Or even if you are in South Australia and you want to get over to Yorks, come and do Edithburg. It's fantastic. PK signing off for another roving report. All right, we had three wonderful roving reports there. We had Lyndall at Narracourt Lake catching up with Marion who had a lovely story about meeting up with Jane after seven years. We had Alison at Eggsberg Letter, so that's southeast of Oslo in Norway, where she spoke to Fluffy the Destroyer, a.k.a. Nigel Dawson, ED from Germany. Uh, And uh, did he set the course record for Norway? No. So there was, I think it's an attendance record, Simon, on that date. Ah, okay. For uh, Alison's special day. (laughs) Well, I'm sure Alison was having a special day, but I mean Norway's special day. Indeed. For their Ascension Day, is that correct? Exactly, Ascension Day. And then the last one was PK at Edithburg on a family holiday. Yes, thank you, PK, for um, letting me know how to pronounce that word that I always look at and never know how to say properly. So we've got a bit of a theme there, Simon, with the Bergs. It 
Certainly the Bergs, yes. We'll just call it Eberg. Eberg, okay, sure. Mm. So, yes, no, thanks for those guys. Uh, obviously, we're – well, Allison's was more recent, but, uh, yeah, the others we were playing catch-up with. Um, that's right. So we were going to do some notable mentions from Dazzers. We still don't have a full Dazzers for you. We're dragging that out a little bit longer, but uh, you found some highlights for us, Simon. I did. So some of the ones that jumped out to me were Catherine Green Street with an amazing opening bridge, and I think that was in Whangarei. I saw that photo. She said we happened to catch the bridge up or something like that, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, amazing. And the middle of the bridge just raises. It goes in a really weird angle. Hmm. Yeah, no, that was yeah, that was amazing. Um, what else did I see? Susan Roddick had zoomies aplenty. So there was four or five people in that photo. In the adventurous shirts too, I in believe. In the adventurous shirts, exactly. Are you spotting them out in the field yet? I can't say I've seen one <gasps> in the in real life yet. Oh, okay. No. Well, they're definitely popping up in Dazzers. I'm definitely seeing them in Dazzers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had have been at Scribbly Gum, I know that there was two people wearing it I saw in Dazzers at Scribbly Gum on the weekend. Uh-huh. So you're only not seeing them up due to unfortunate circumstances. Correct. What else do we have? Tanya Bailey. She was looking very regal and uh, she dressed Brunner up as a corgi, which was quite amusing. <laughs> Aww. Then we had Jackie Hancock. Now, this one was an interesting one because it was triple trouble down there. I think it was Pegasus because it was Star Wars Day on Thursday, May the 4th, and they were an event that was ending in tutu, so they were wearing tutus as well, and they were celebrating the coronation. Very good. Well, I'm very glad. That's good thinking of them to give people an option. If they didn't want to be involved in coronation celebrations, they had uh, a different avenue to go down. Exactly. So Jackie had dressed up as R2-D2, so that was interesting. And she was handing out tokens, I think, so that would have been a very interesting finish to people's park runs. Do you know what I did on May the 4th, Simon? What did you do? I messaged Mel Urbacher and I said, I always think of you on the May, of, May the 4th. Because of that beautiful picture of her and the kids. Yeah, but not only that, do you remember when she did the live cross for With Me Now and she dressed up as Princess Leah? Yes. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. Oh, she's good, that Mel Urbacher. She is. We miss you. We do. <laughs> and the last one that I've got to say, notable mention, was Holly Pleasance with the Corgi Butt Buns. Oh, this one. I had a double take when I saw Corgi Butt Buns written. Yeah. And I think I had my sunglasses on and I had to go, hang on, what? And zoom in the photo <laughs> to see what was going on. How cute are those buns? Do you want to describe what they look like for the listeners, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, they look like cute little sweet buns that, yeah, are meant to look like a corgi's butt. But uh, I know that uh, that one is actually from the Corgi Cafe up here in, in Brisbane because we turned up there a couple of weeks ago when it had just been raining and unfortunately the corgis from the Corgi Cafe had been sent home because of the rain. So I believe this is a Corgi Cafe much like the cat cafes that you hear of. Exactly. So they have yeah, three resident corgis that are normally there 
but uh, I'm guessing due to their delicate nature that they're sent home when it rains. And is it a general theme in the cafe, corgi theme? The whole cafe is, yeah, there's a lot of corgi-related things in there. But, um, I mean, the food is apparently amazing as well, so it's a bit of fun. It's on my list now. So what park run do I need to go to? Ashgrove? Ashgrove, yeah. Right. So I don't know how far it is from Ashgrove, to be honest, but... Holly went there after Ashgrove, so it can't be that far. I wonder if they have low-carb corgi butt buns. Because I just want to have – I just want <laughs> just want to experience it but not eat the carbs. Fair call. Hmm. But anyway, thank you for bringing us that wrap. And, uh, yeah, well, corgis are, you know, royal-related, so that would be the perfect uh, Coronation Day cafe of choice in my book. Yeah. It would have been the crowning glory. Wow. (laughs) But now it's time for us to throw to Rachel, who's bringing us also a special edition of Club Corner this week. So let's see what Rachel's got to say. This is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of Eurovision, and I am coming to you from Aranda Country. Yes, Eurovision. It's perfect for park runners because it doesn't clash with any event times and provides endless fodder for chatting and listening as you go around the course or volunteer. And since I refuse to let Ollie have all the fun, these are seven favourites for the 2023 Eurovision Song Contest. The Brits have a solid entry and a good message with, I wrote a song, don't get mad, get even through song. Spain has something unpronounceable spelled E-A-E-A, but it is catchy with traditional polyrhythms and is a great earworm. Norway is a banger and who wouldn't want there to be a Queen of Kings? France brings the combination of chanson and four-on-the-floor disco, and after 40-plus years it would be nice for them to win again, but it won't be this time. Now, these are what I think will be the top three, and it will come down to mood on the night, be it solidarity, excitement, or nostalgia. We may see Europe solidifying behind Ukraine in support of their heart of steel. This is the broad political option, and one which could come to fruition if most countries include them with 8 or 10 points each. Excitement will see Finland driving the crowds wild with a not-so-traditional cha-cha-cha, who doesn't love someone wearing peak Eurovision fashion and drunkenly boxing their way onto the dance floor. Nostalgia will bring the return of the barefoot Eurovision Queen Lorene with an almost perfect pop song. The two-melody construction and repetition of line makes for something that's somehow already known by the time you get to the chorus. Phew, I will resume normal programming next time, but until then, remember, in Parkrun life, all non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for future club corners. And another great club corner in inverted commas, from Rachel about Eurovision. Some interesting predictions there. What do you think, Mel? I think we're not the qualified ones to comment, Simon. (laughs) Correct. I'm 100% on board with that. I think we need to defer this next week to Ollie for his, uh, I don't know, his opinions or his uh, wise comments, whatever. Yes. I'm sure he has a swather of them. <laughs> I like what you did there. Oh, the <laughs> office lady will be so pleased. I know. Using swather again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, Simon, we've got mail. You've got mail. We do have mail. So we've got the final instalment of the Jackson's World Tour. So they said... 
Hello, Mel and Ollie and team. I'm not going to put my own name in there. Firstly, condolences for your loss, Mel. We've both had similar losses to Chico and feel your pain. Hugs from both of us. From Wales last week to USA this park run day, what an obsession we have. We flew from the UK to New York on Thursday, so we'd have time to check out logistics for this week's park run. After some research and a lot of walking, plus chatter with the ED Mike Driscoll at Delaware and Raritan Canal park run, we've got our ducks in line. Definitely duck weather pouring rain but nevertheless we set off at 6:30 a.m for the first train heading towards new brunswick about an hour away we had real concerns covering the 14 kilometers or so from the rail station to parkrun but as soon as we came out of the station a cabbie called out of his car window are you doing that running thing at the canal <laughs> sorted can you imagine that he looks for likely fares every week that is awesome that is <laughs> yeah, very resourceful. Um, so out to park run with Stuart Barton, a Pommy park runner we met on the train and got to park run at 8.35 for a 9am start. Still raining sideways, windy and 9 degrees Celsius, but a small cheery cohort at the start. A beautiful course, very flat out and back on the trail next to the canal. Once done, we cheered everyone in. Then arrangements made for lifts to the cafe for the five visitors. A highly recommended place halfway back to town with a big table put aside just for park runners every week. Really one of the prettiest and friendliest park runs with the nicest park faff afterwards. To top it all off, I managed to be the first finisher. And even better, Jem was right behind me as the first female and second finisher outright. Our very first and likely only Cornella. Third was Stuart from the train and fourth was Tom Coyd, who, with his wife Geraldine, both UK tourists, joined us for the trek back to New York City. A brilliant closing park run for our tour, and in many ways we saved the best park run ever until last. Seven park runs and four volleys. Magic. And, Simon, that's not all. I wonder if they've got some steak knives. (laughs) But so the final instalment of the final instalment, entitled World Tour Wrap-Up, and it reads, what an amazing trip we had. Running and volunteering at park runs around the world made for brilliant backbone to many other activities all over the place. Every one of our seven different park runs had a different facet of magic that certainly makes us want to explore even more park runs. From our first junior park run on the Isle of Wight to an all-time top three favourite at Delaware and Meriton Canal with a breathtaking course and a super supportive team to park run in Norway getting organised just so we could get our park run fix to the spa before Amsterdam Zebos park run in the Netherlands. More on this one later. And indelibly, indel- in oh. You got it right, indelibly. Okay, thank you. Imprinted in our memories. Back at our home park run in Bathurst yesterday as RDs to make up for our absence, a cold zero degrees morning, but welcome homes and the smiles and community we all have come to value at all park runs. Now to a little housekeeping. Thanks for setting up the Punish team, the adventurers. Anyone joining that team can use the code adventurer for a $5 discount. Sorry, Ollie, we will apply your discount some other way. Well, you can try, but he probably won't let you. You mentioned the Jacksons as a musical band. My middle name is Michael. I used to go to Japan regularly for work and almost every time customs there would look at me and say, Michael Jackson, I would always explain that I am the white sheep of the family. You have to see my hair. 
On the Eurovision front, we met up with a friend at Parkrun, of course, who is a journalist with the BBC, and she is heading for Liverpool to cover Eurovision. I mentioned Ollie's interest and our band Voyager, and she will now make sure we get good coverage with the BBC at least. And while Dazza is hyping Naked Gardening Day, we haven't mentioned the Naked Parkrun Eve Park Faf session in Amsterdam. The hotel nearest Amsterdam Zebos is also a massive spa facility with indoor and outdoor pools, a range of saunas and spas, and all sorts of wellness facilities. And five days a week, including every Friday, it is a naked facility. With some trepidation, we joined about 80 others for a delightfully relaxing few hours in the facilities and even spoke of the next day's park run. No naked gardening, but plenty of naked testing of spas, saunas and pools with both indoors and out. An interesting option for an international palm. Not going to happen. And yes, Mel, Hive Mind is a thing, made popular by Star Trek's Borg. So now we are listening with interest as to where Mel is adventuring next as we plan our next park run excursion. And currently, New Zealand is high on the agenda. Cheers, Stephen and Jen. And I should also mention the list at the end says Bathurst EDs, West Coast Singapore, Amsterdam Zebos, Holland, Lovstein, Norway, Medina, IOW, England, Medina Juniors, England, Sevenbridge, Wales, Delaware and Raritan Canal, USA. That's an extensive list. That is. It's a massive journey. I don't know what the R and the V, Simon. What would that signify? I was trying to work that out. Running and volunteering, I'm guessing. Oh, of course. Well done. It literally just came to me because I was thinking the same thing and I'm like, oh, hang on, they did say they volunteered. We're not going to have naked palms, no. No. <laughs> no. Might only be attended by both Stephen and Jen. And probably Dazza. He doesn't mind a bit of nudity. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and we've got one more email. So this one's from Russell Johnson. So he said, adventurers. And this is very clever what he's done here. He said, I did King George V Parkrun, better known as St George Parkrun Queensland, three weeks ago. Then, coincidentally, ran at his son's event, King George VI, or Bertie, Parkrun, better known as Albert Parkrun, last week. So, it's quite neat to run at King Bertie's grandson's Parkrun in Charleston, South Australia, on Coronation Day, as I'd rather be running Parkrun than attending the coronation ceremony. Russ Johnson, Parkrun Adventurer, A815695. And Russ also sent us a photo of a shirt. He must have had it made, Simon. It's a white T-shirt, and on the front it's got a picture of a crown and it says, Long Live the King. And on the back, it says Charleston Park Run 2023. That's a lot of preparation. I know, but good on you, Russ, because, yeah, that that's nifty. I like the link between the three kings. Yeah. And St George Park Run is a long way out of Brisbane, five and a half hours, I think, to go from Queensland to Melbourne to then on to South Australia. That is phenomenal. He is one of Victoria's most prolific Park Run tourists, though, so not surprising. Fair enough. But thinking ahead, my little mind's racing, Simon, and it's thinking, do we have a William, can we link a William Park Run anywhere? Bill Rose Sports Complex? Yeah. Um, Is there one at Williamstown in Melbourne? Yeah, but it's Cyril Curtin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, don't think that'll work. 
But anyway, that was uh, that was a bit of fun, and so so ends the connection to the coronation. Did you watch it? Were you interested at all? I watched part of it. I'll admit, I was um, I was sitting there and watching who was coming in and where Harry was going to be sitting and and that sort of thing. And I I saw Sam Kerr come in with the with the Australian flag, and I was very impressed to see her. Ah. Well, I was sitting in the airport in Sydney watching a little bit on my phone with the free Wi-Fi. Okay. (laughs) But uh, I didn't see a lot. Hmm. I thought Kate looked very pretty. That's my only comment. (laughs) Oh, yes. I didn't see – actually, I didn't even see her until the end. Sorry, until the next day, I mean. I hadn't seen her at all. And how well-behaved are those children? I mean, seriously, (gasps) I know that they're – Probably very highly trained to be obedient. <laughs> yes. Still, it's a big call. <laughs> it is. The eyes of the world on you. Exactly. Destined for greatness. Yeah. Anyway. All righty. Moving swiftly on, would you like to know about the Consolidated Club report? I would love to. I thought you would. So, <laughs> on Saturday, the 6th of May, 2023, of a total of 417 members, 320 took part at 172 locations. There was 24 locations in the UK, five in South Africa, two in the USA, and one each in Germany, Ireland, and Italy. Locally, we had adventures at 38 events in New South Wales, 37 events in Victoria, 31 in Queensland, 10 in WA and SA, five on the North Island, ACT and Tassie had three, and there was one on the South Island. The largest front was this week at Sandon Point, yay, with seven adventurers, which were me, Chris and Kerry Fraser, Michael Gentle, Sam and Luke Schroeder, and Karen Hamilton. Would have been more if we can get Ralph and Kaylee on board. <laughs> and runners-up this week was Shell Harbour with six. That's because you took all the Shell Harbour people to Sandon Point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, we had also... Some launches this week. Yeah, my while my eyes dart frantically for where I wrote it because I've skipped a line. Um, yes, so we had two launches in Australia this week, with one in South Australia at Parkandula Reserve with 108 runners. Parkandula Reserve is in the Mount Barker vicinity, I believe. Simon. Yep, two and a half or two point three k's from Mount Barker Park Run. It seems. Yeah, very good. And the other one took us all by surprise down in Tassie, O'Connor's Beach, with 117 in attendance, and that is located in St Helens, filling in a nice little gap there in northeast Tasmania. Beautiful part of Tassie as well. Now, I did my homework from last week, Simon. I was a bit curious about who was winning the launches in Australia so far this year. And, of course, at the top with three launches so far is the greatest state with Queensland, a healthy second. Yeah. South Australia also has two, so I guess they're equal second really, but they only um, came equal this week with their new launch. And there there has been one launch each in ACT, New South Wales, WA and Tasmania. How far is Victoria off taking New South Wales as the second biggest parkrun state in the country, after Queensland, of course? Well, 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 um, funny you should mention that, Simon. So the informant informs me that both Victoria and New South Wales have 
each 104 open 5K park runs. Wow. Clearly making Victoria superior with their added military event and two junior park run courses to boot. Do you have correctional centre ones in Victoria? Absolutely do. And are they included in that number? Nope. Oh, okay. Wow. Because I don't think New South Wales has any. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Interesting. Hang on, just hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just casting my fishing line. <laughs> there it goes. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> There you go. Okay. Well, that, that is very interesting. I've actually been thinking about that for a couple of weeks and, yeah, I'm glad I asked the question. <laughs> I like to um, come good with the stats and, yeah, the informant has been helping me behind the scenes. Wonderful. Mm, so you thought they were gone, but no, they're still around. I've seen them make little posts on Facebook occasionally, so I knew they were around. Mm. They're probably on a deserted island somewhere, though. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I'm still trying to find that out. We might, if they're listening, I know they listen. They listen in the car. Oh, okay. So they'll have to um, send us some audio soon so we can get an update. But who we do have some audio from, Simon, is Cam. Now, Cam was very busy recently at UWA for Palm, interviewing lots of people, and he sent us all the files all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we've got so many. I was like, hmm, how are we going to deal with all these little snippets? So I thought what we might do is at the end of every episode, after the finished music, I might just chuck one in so that we can just have a little bit of a sample, if you like. That would be awesome, especially Mm. for those of us that weren't there. Yeah. So look out for those over the next uh, couple of weeks. They'll get thrown in. Hmm. But... Next park run day, Simon, are you, uh, what's your plans? I'm a little unknown at the moment. I have a little bit of a quandary in that I, yeah, my little quandary is that I've got a tourist streak going since the 1st of January and those events are getting further and further away. Happens to the best of us. I'm sure it does. I'm sure you've (laughs) had this problem many a time. Um, so I'm in two minds. I could be, I could go back to Redland Bay, which is only two and a half k's away, or I could go somewhere that's close to Jackson's soccer game, which is a little later on Saturday morning. So I don't know at this stage is my answer. But are either of those two a new event for you? No. Redland Bay would be a return oh. and would return during this touristing streak, but one closer to the game could very well be a tourist one. So your touristing streak doesn't have to be a brand new event. It can be a repeat as long as it isn't included in like yes. you haven't done it for ages. Yeah. So I started it with Lota on the 1st of January and I went to, I think, Scribbly Gum or – so, I, yeah, I've been to events that I've been to before, but within the tourist streak it only has to – you can't repeat one in that streak. No, no, no. That sounds like cheating. Why? <laughs> Because how can it be a tourist streak if you're going back to an event you've already done? But you're still touristing to it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced. <laughs> Mel, I looked up your stats for your tourist streak. <laughs> really? Because I wondered how far I was behind you. <laughs> I probably haven't got a streak. 
You do. Your streak was 35. Oh, is that my biggest one? You didn't go back to another, yeah, the same event. But that was years ago, wasn't it? That probably was. Probably was. Yeah, that would have been when I was chasing statesmanship. Yeah. Spent a whole year travelling Victoria. And it also depends if you include your volunteering in there as well. Okay, I've got that switched off on my 5K app. Ah, okay. Mm. Fair enough. Interesting. Well, I actually don't know where I'm going this weekend. I have a pretty strong feeling I will end up at Tallangatta Station. Ooh, that's a new one for you, right? Yeah. It should be event three, so I won't get another two. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, anyway, that's about it. I don't have anything else to add. But I would like to say a very thank you, a very big thank you even to you, Simon, for stepping in today for Ollie. My pleasure. I always like to do it. Excellent. One day I'd like to do it with Ollie, though. (laughs) That's not going to happen. No, no, no. Okay. I only get the good half every time. Yeah, yeah. Peddling, peddling, peddling. (laughs) Yeah, but see, the problem is that I do all the editing, so. I know. Exactly. When I can't do it, it tends to be no pod. Yeah, fair enough. But maybe one day I'll be gracious and step down and just do the editing and let some other people have the fun. I'm only kidding. Anyway, all right. Well, you have a good week. Um, I hope you have no medical emergencies. Me too. Uh, enjoy your parkrun day. And uh, as always, everyone, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week. For more adventures. This morning, I'm here with Alison and Axel. Nice to meet you, gang. Now, Alison, where are you hail from? My home park run is Puaranga Park Run in Rotorua, New Zealand. Wow! So you've travelled a bit to get here today. Just a little bit. Now, you told me earlier that you were up for a bit of a special kind of uh, accomplishment that you don't think anyone else in the world has actually done. What was it? I've run all four of the park runs in the world that start with the word university. That deserves congratulations. Big clap, everyone. Come on. Thank you. Love a bit of audience participation. Well done. So I guess that means Axel's done all the university park runs as well? Nope. He's done this one and none of the others. I've done the Waikato one. Oh, you volunteered. He's volunteered at University of Waikato. Totally counts. Yeah. Oh, well done, gang. All right. Well, we'll see you inside for Palm and I'll let you get on with a bit of running like you said you are threatening to do. (laughs) Thank you.